This week's episode, season two, episode 10, the key to patience. Yes, I am going to give you the key to patience, this show. Real quick before I get into it, check me out. MedicineBallLS3.com is my webpage, or it's really a landing page right now. Um, I've been working with WordPress. I'm waiting on my domain transfer still. It takes 60 days. Um, so it's coming, but check it out because it links you to all my social media platforms. Uh, I have a newsletter now, so if you want to get on that newsletter list, and that's a chance for you to get like giveaways, prizes, subscriptions to the Medicine Ball Gym, um, exclusive content, and as well as just a direct line to communicate with me, MedicineBallLS3.com, or you could go on Twitter, Facebook, book MedicineBallLS3. I got groups out there. I got a Twitter page that I'm really trying to get up. I'm struggling with it. I got the Instagram joint, which is building organically and beautiful. Holla at me real quick. I do have a doctor coming up here. Uh, I'm going to do an interview or do a live show with it uh, shortly, but I've been reaching out to my groups and I've received some feedback. But I need as many as possible so I can fill this young lady with the questions. So if you had a chance to talk to a medical professional in reference to your mental health, what would you want to ask them? You don't have to wait. You don't have to schedule an appointment. You don't have to find somebody who's get you. I've done all that for you. Send me questions. Email me, medicineballls3 at gmail.com or holler at me on one of the social platforms, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure even the link that you clicked on to listen to this, somewhere on one of those pages, you can get to me. I've been posting a lot more on my social medias, um, including today I uh, actually posted the ingredients to one of the smoothies I make. People have been asking me about plant-based patterns, habits, etc. I just showed them the smoothie as well as how I think and my thought process, how it goes into uh you know, the things I do on a daily basis so you guys can kind of see I practice what I preach, all right? So let's get right into it. First things first, happy Juneteenth to all my people. Happy to Juneteenth, man. It's a very special day. And not only that, and I'm just now putting this together. Uh, I'll be absent-minded sometimes. Happy, happy birthday to my father who turned 72. And I guess because it's more visual or more in our face now with everything that's going on, I'm just putting it together like, bro, your birthday's on June 19th. So happy Juneteenth. Happy birthday to my dad. Now let me roll right into it. The key to patience. So, and it's crazy, man, because it's like, even as I talk to y'all and I'm like thinking about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to put it together and I'm already kind of knowing. And then I say something like just now I said the key to patience. We're going to talk about keys because we just said happy June 19th, right? No joke. Dead serious. Uh, the biggest thing that I think that stood out from June 19th or, you know, most people are able to recall from it historically is the fact that the slaves didn't know about it until almost two years later. And I've heard varying opinions about that. They were just trying to hold us up. But, you know, like I'm an adaptable person. So it's just like I'm not knocking them. They didn't have no social media back then. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know they weren't in a rush to tell the slaves, hey, you're free. But communication, even if the slaves who were uh, in Texas which is where uh, it first started in Texas, wanted to go out and broadcast to the other slaves like the technology wasn't there. So on top of the things that they had to overcome, such as uh, not being able to celebrate publicly in some situations and things of that nature, it wasn't no communication and uh, the comprehension and probably literacy of a majority of the slaves at that time due to them not being able to educate themselves uh, would have prevented from effective communication, Right. So it's just like, it's almost like that two years was spent communicating and getting it right so that all of the slaves knew. And then, you know, from there, they could react and move as one or however they wanted to handle it. 
And um, talking about Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth and uh, patience, sometimes when you're in life, like, patience will force itself upon you. And we may see it as something else. And, um, you know, we may see it as, uh, hey, we weren't informed. Uh, we may see it as uh, it's not something's not happening when in the way we want it to. We may see it as we said a prayer. We're waiting from a response from God and many types of things. But all of those things are going to, whether you want to or not, force you to be patient. So let me be clear. When I say that a lot of times patience is forced upon us in life, uh, we don't count it as patience because technically when you use patient as in a noun to describe a trait of person, it's because that person chose to tolerate the situation that they were going through. So patience is, uh, and this is the definition, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. So just let's look at Juneteenth, right? They exhibited patience. How did I say that? Well, I'm just talking about Juneteenth and, and, and the idea behind it. Follow me here. They were free for and, and I made a mistake. It wasn't almost two years. It was more like almost three years. They were free for two and a half years and they didn't even know. So they went through trouble and suffering without getting angry or upset. Now, let me clarify that. Yes, they were angry and upset because they were slaves and they were being treated unfairly. But they weren't angry or upset because they were free and they weren't allowed to leave. Follow me. I'm just talking about the situation of them being free, not knowing, so having to endure slavery for two and a half more years. Well, how can you be angry about something you don't know about? So technically, the slaves were patient, or life rather forced them to be patient. So that's just the Juneteenth, and I want you to think about that because in that time, what was able to be accomplished? Like, realistically, let's be honest. Now, I just want y'all to follow me. I'm not talking about anything abstract. I'm just talking about what was done in that two years until the slaves found out they were free. Let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think that they were more prepared for their freedom or less prepared for their freedom given those two additional years? Because they had to communicate it eventually. The word had to get out. There was adversity on stopping them from being able to even communicate because I heard this. I mean, basically, even after a majority of the slaves found out, right, it was still practiced six more months after that, all the way up until the end of 1865. Slavery was practiced. Peep gang. Now, a few weeks ago, when we talked about the injustices going on, uh, you know, with currently in society with African-American people, black people with the killings and us wanting some change, I made mention to something about Supreme Court and bringing laws before the Supreme Court to actually get a change. Now, within that two years, I'm willing to bet that that kind of stuff started to be set in motion because the formerly enslaved people in Texas, right, that was the first state, were given legal status in the Texas Supreme Court based on decisions made in the Texas Supreme Court from 1868 to 1874. You don't just pop up and say, hey, all of a sudden, I'm, I go from slavery to now I'm in front of the Supreme Court. No. So what I'm trying to tell you, say is, even in that time where life forced them to be patient, there was something to be gained. 
because that legal stuff had to happen too. The 13th Amendment, the thing that made us slaves, is based on a law and a system that we currently still run by. So that's what I be trying to tell people when I'm like, yo, like, we got to go about it a certain way because the way it was set up follows this pattern or that's the system is based on the system. Now, I ain't going to get too far into that. I'm going to go straight into my story, right? Because those were some of the benefits, by the way. So uh, the end of that part right there, when I was saying like, hey, they were able to get together, you know, some some things to bring in front of the uh, the Supreme Court, the motions and things of that nature. Uh, that was a benefit. You know, I'm pretty sure they were more. Well, I mean, the history states like and I, I'm looking at it and I looked at it before I even spoke about it. Like they were more prepared in some situations to deal with now being free because of that time where all of them didn't know they were free. That was a benefit. Now, let me let me leave you all with that. I don't want to go to get too far into the race thing and go to my story. Right. The key to patience. Why is this entitled the key to patience? Well, to those of you who listen to the podcast and know me personally. Or to the people who just like maybe see me post or know me outside of the mental health and talking about it. I produce music. And I've said this many a time, but now I'm going to get into it. And I got to a point. And let me give you all a little bit, little bit of background. Uh, my mother, God bless her soul. And like now that I know how much stuff costs, like I really see she held it down. But she made sure I did everything. And even when I used to go visit my grandmother in the summer, my grandmother had a piano. And it just started out by like me like clunking on. And this is at a young, young, young age, probably like eight, nine or 10 or something like that. Just pressing on the piano. And my grandmother was a retired teacher at this point, And just like that kind of stuff bothered her to the point where she got me a um, piano instructor who was coming to the crib. Like, I can't really say my family like I've been through some rough patches, but they don't. My family made sure that I was able to experience those type of things. But anyway. That's how I started piano lessons to the crib. And as far back as I can remember, I can remember pieces of scotch tape on the piano marking the letter C. You know, early on, I I, I, I learned to mark the key C with tape and I would count it down from there. Now, as I have grown, uh, I steered away from the piano, but I had enough to read music and kind of know about, you know, the treble staff, note positioning, half note, quarter notes and all those type of things. Right. From there, I, uh, you know, just back in school, I, I played violin. So I actually played the violin and um, I was in concerts and everything. Like, man, I'm glad uh, social media wasn't out then. But just like, yeah, definitely like was actually playing violin. And this is why I was like an athlete. I was doing this. So with that kind of along with like, um, you know, I've always just like taken the orchestra classes or whatnot up until like college or whatnot. Like, that was pretty much the basis of my music comprehension. It wasn't a ton, but it was more than average. So I start producing beats when I graduate. Like, and I'm not even going to say that. Like, I really started, like, playing with the program. My first beat-making program was Reason. And I don't even know how I got it, but it definitely wasn't a legit copy. And I always say this, but people take it lightly. Like, I didn't have a YouTube you see what I'm saying? Like, I I'm, I didn't have, we had literally, like, AOL at that time. I, there wasn't all these chat forums. There wasn't all this social media. There wasn't even a Google at that point to type in. Like, yo, how do you look at this? So, I, if you're interested in what I'm saying, just go type in Reason in Google and look at the image. Because this is what I'm getting on my computer, and this is what I work with. So, for, like, two or three years straight, 
And I mean, knowing now what I know about music and not even music, but just like the creation process on DAWs, which is the operating system in which you make the music, i.e. FL Studio, Ableton, things of that nature. I'm not trying to lose y'all, but it's just like what I know now, like to me, the fact that I was able to like grab samples and input samples into just like make like one drum sound. Like, and I tried to explain this to my to, to, to my frat brother when I was doing some music. Like, bro, like, what you see when I'm recording and mixing for you, like, imagine that just for instruments. So that little cute track you see at the top that you're rapping at, within that track that looks all neat is, like, whatever many sounds drawn out and time putting it. But it's like, when I was working with this program, man, like, literally just inputting the sounds, just selecting what I now know as VSTs, which are virtual plugins, because you don't necessarily need these big racks of equipment that you see in, like, movies and sometimes on TV. I mean, people still use them because everything is digital now. So that big rack can now be in the program on your computer screen. And I'm trying not to get, like, drawn out with it because, like, my knowledge and passion for it can get me carried away when it comes to explaining it to people. So, anyway. Man, when I was looking at this, like, I'm telling y'all, like, you have to go click on a folder at the time, and this is reason, and then go find snares, and then pick a snare, and then put it in there, then there's something called a pattern sequencer, and just like, now that I know what I know, I'm surprised I was able to get anything that sounded like music done on that system with no knowledge of how to use it, and then here's the kicker, man, and this is hilarious, because I tell this story, but just like, I don't even think anybody younger than me who makes beats is gonna get it when i tell this joke reason right once i'm starting to get the hang of like instruments and tracks and loops and all of that man one day i hit the tab button and the whole system on screen turns around to where you can like click on a wire and drag the wire from the mixer up so like at the time i didn't know like yo basically i'm learning the same way or the same route as if somebody who went to school for it i'm not even putting that together until now in my life like yo the knowledge that i have is like similar to that but this is how i got it i handle you so now i'm pulling the things and whatever boom i'm i mess with the beats off and on i'm kind of taking it seriously i'm still dealing with the music nothing really popping a couple of years go by i go through college and whatnot and somehow i get like and i never really like left it but you got to understand without no youtube or nothing man you could spend hours just playing with one plugin trying to figure out and this is before i had a midi keyboard right so like i know y'all don't know what that is but like there's these little if you follow my social media you will know what it is but there are these little keyboards that you plug in everything is digital so it might not have all of the keys it might have 12 keys on it and a drum pad and it helps you to play the notes because if you don't have that and you don't know how to make it to where your typing keyboard on your computer can double as your you're clicking the notes in. So I'm saying all of this to say that's where I came from. So a couple of years go in, I never get away from the program. You know, it's just complicated as heck. And something I can't even remember brings me. Okay, I do remember. Shouts out, rest in peace to my homie, Noble Anababa. You know what I mean? But um, you know, with me being in a fraternity at college and starting to throw parties and whatnot, long story short, I ended up at an internship with Jagged Edge Studios. Anybody from the A will know Joy Eye Studios. And that, like, re-sparked my interest for wanting to learn more about, like, yo, how can I get paid off of these beats? 
You know what I mean? I was seeing contracts laying around of Jermaine Dupree. You know what I mean? I was seeing like which one of the members had real money. That's when I started learning about publishing, credits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm back in it. Boom. I'm back in it. So I'm throwing parties. I'm doing beats. And now somehow I finagle into where like through the parties and through my connections, people are like, yo, let me get some beats. So now that's a whole nother step. And I just don't even know how to explain it. And you know what? I'm going to post a video. If you follow on my social media or you in one of my groups, I'm going to post a video of this beat making process so y'all can see. But so long story short, somehow somebody asked me for a beat and I had just been making patterns from that time. So if you make music or you're familiar with it, it's just a clip. It's like a bar worth of material, maybe two bars worth of material. I'm going somewhere with this story. I need y'all to follow with me two bars worth of material and I would have like 15 different sounds stacked up but arranging it so this is another part of music arrangement to where it's like three minutes worth of stuff with drops in it with uh pauses ins and outs the breaks all that cool stuff that's a whole nother thing so bam I started arranging it now it's a little blurry but just like through building connections and everything somehow I get a studio down at uh metropolitan lofts in atlanta really popping spot and i mean like i'm not flexing like that's where i met future i got old school pictures with future uh started rocking my cousin duke like i ain't name dropping i'm letting y'all know like what i had gotten myself into at this point so at this point i understand how to read music i kind of know notes and chord progression and stuff um but i could put it together in a pattern i can't necessarily draw it out but the person i was with That'll be another story. Long story short, I started learning enough to be able to draw out a whole song for myself in the different systems, et cetera, et cetera. So we fast forward this all along. Now, in this process, I'm making beats for people. I'm recording tracks for people. Um, I'm, 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 I'm doing my thing, but it's just something about my beats in my mind. And mind you, at this time, I'm around like big time producers. I'm around people who are like, quote unquote, my friends and I don't know why they never, if they saw me do it, never said this because I'm going to tell y'all what happened. We're going to get to the key because that's the second reason I'm doing this show because somebody else might be looking for this. But anyway, I'm around all these people and it's just something about my beats. Like I'm confident I got bangers, but like it would be times when I'm creating the beat and I feel like I have in my head because I understand like hooks and choruses and verses. Like I'm a dude who, if I can hear your album come out, and I can hear like track number 12 and be able to say that's going to be a banger. And like five months later, it's the number one song. Right. So I understand how to arrange it and everything. So it's like even when I'm trying to like hum something to myself, I will record it on my voice recorder so I can get home and do it. It wasn't fitting. Now, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in the South. I got family who raps. All of these are other stories for a different day. But it's just like the ticks, man, like the, the hi-hats. That's what they're called. But they was country calling them ticks. The hi-hats. Like, it was real big at that time. I had them joints speeding up, going fast, dropping drum lead-ins and all of that. And I couldn't get it to go. And um, I don't know. I was just having trouble with it. So, now I'm getting frustrated. And my beats is good and everything. But it's like they're not fully released because I can't make everything fit. I'm around major stars. I'm around major artists. And I know enough about it to where I don't have to discuss this. But it's just like, you know, whatever, whatever. So, during this process, I think I was spending a lot of money at the studio. I was just living like a certain lifestyle that 
This is when my father and my mother was like really coming at me like, yo, you wasted money, et cetera, et cetera. So that compounded on top of like no support and having to deal with like people who are fake and phony and all of that. I started losing my heart for making it. It was it was difficult anyway. I couldn't get to where all these other pe- producers was going with a specific sounds. And it's like to a person listening to my beats, you wouldn't know. But I knew you feel me. I had given up. So as I'm going through this new process, fast forward. Uh, about two years ago, about a year and a half ago, I started trying to, you know, become a better person, you know, dealing with my mental health and all of that. Um, I would say literally, you guys, like I would still be playing with it, but my heart wasn't in it. You feel what I'm saying? Now, I got to tell y'all this. Okay, so rewind real quick. Now, before I got to that point, like my heart, when it was not in it the first time, I started I started fighting it first, right? So my first response was to fight. Like, yo, I got to get through this. You know what I mean? So I upped my game. I started like going online and taking piano lessons, video lessons every day for hours. I was reading chord progression. I was reading a help manual because I use FL Studios, right? I was the help manual. Okay, I don't know what a compressor is. What's a compressor? Okay, let me snap the grid. Let me slide it over. I'm fighting this whole time to get my sounds and everything to fit. And it's just something about it. And I'm doing all this research and I've learned so much about the program, but I can't get to where I want to get to. Okay, now I know how to snap the grid. That ain't what I'm trying to do. Okay, now I understand melodies. That's what I ain't what I'm trying to do. Okay, now I understand chord progression. That ain't what I'm trying to do. Man, I need these ticks and everything to fit. So I fought, I gave up. Circumstances in life, as well as, you know, just where I was mentally, didn't allow me to play around with it as much because I wasn't getting as much money from it at this point. So I fast forward. I decided to start fighting again. Now, mind you, I got a new mentality. I I, I got a new way of doing things. And I always say this, I, I focus, and it was very important to me that I strengthen my relationship with God and Christ. And I already explained that in a previous episode. I'm not judging what y'all do. I explained it. And just a quickie, the, the Bible, whether you believe it or not, is a blueprint for something good. We got to have something to pattern ourselves after. At least there's a story that they're trying to, you know, get us to pattern ourselves after good. It could be, even if it's manipulative, whatever y'all want to say. I believe in God. So as I'm praying more and building up my devotional and practicing what I'm preaching, like I'm at this point, I'm starting to pray to God. God, it's in my heart. I love music. Everybody still asks me for beats to this day. The talent I got now is enough to get me dollars and a little money here and there. Please, if it be your will. Show me something, please, God. And subconsciously, I had given up because, like, I'm messing with the program. But I mean, and just not to get into it, even with Fruity Loops, you guys, like, Lord have mercy. So, like, the drum sounds or the the chords or the synth and all of those are sounds collected. So if you don't know, behind the scenes, they have like your favorite producer packs. So they got a Kanye West drum kit pack. You feel what I'm saying? They got a little peep. Whatever y'all into, Lil Yachty synth chord pack. And they got these latest instruments that you can buy for real money and upload into the program that gives you more sounds, et cetera, et cetera. Like, y'all don't even know if you're somebody who wasn't told or somebody walked you through that. Man, it's confusing just to keep all them sounds that you've accumulated over the years together over laptops to be able to go in and, and get them when you want them. So on top of all this other stuff with the program, like I would create a whole beat, mess around with the sounds. And when I go load the beat, because I don't mess with that one hi-hat from Dr. Dre, 
Now I got to go work it out. So that was on top of that as well. So I'm praying to God. I'm dealing with the files. I'm getting frustrated. I'm looking at my MIDI keyboard, the big joint, the old school M audio joint is literally getting dusty, literally getting dusty, literally. So as you guys know, I bought another uh, MIDI keyboard um, not too long ago. I posted it and, you know, just me practicing what I preach and what I say to you guys, like I decided I was going to fight again. So as I'm praying to God and I'm understanding as I study my devotionals that like, yo, sometimes God doesn't answer your your prayers when you want him to. Or sometimes you got to be patient. You know what I mean? Even in life, sometimes things don't click when you want to. And sometimes you got to be patient. And that's suffering that you're enduring and going to because I was suffering, you guys. For real. And and, and this is all on top of what I talked about a few a uh, couple of episodes back where I was like, yo, like. My father coming to me at this point in his life saying, yo, I didn't really think your music was a hobby or a joke. I was just saying that, hoping that that it would light a fire under you. So it's like I was all over the place. I'm praying to God, but I'm accepting as I study my devotionals and try to walk more with God spiritually each and every day. Like, yo, maybe that ain't what he want me to do, even though this is something I'm good at. Even though this is something people already know my name for, even though this is something I'm talented at and people look at me for, maybe that ain't what he want me to do because the creative juices ain't there and it's hard to sit down when you're limited. So I start fighting. I got the keyboard and I start researching. And I'm a type of person who just like gauges and balancing things out. I got a YouTube problem. So if I go on YouTube and watch 30 minutes of battle rap, I'm definitely about to watch a 30 minute FL studio video. So I'm watching all these videos and I'm talking hours of videos that I didn't have available. And that's probably why I didn't go to it first, because that's not how I was brought in. And I'm learning everything quantitized, snap to grid, uh, velocity, length, compression, routing the mixer, gross B. I'm learning everything but what I need. And as I'm looking at these videos and I'm getting fed up, but I'm being patient. And I'm praying to God and I'm thinking like, yo, this might not be what he intends for me to do. I look at the tempo, ladies and gentlemen. Because I like, now let me back up just a little bit more before I go to the tempo part. I initially thought that it was my sound and my chord progression. So I went back to the key, the the C, which is called the key. You, You feel what I'm saying? Or no, C. And I started building up my chord progressions from there. Triads, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't know, one, three, five finger, you know, the ninth, the eleventh. And I'm building it up and I'm thinking the key is like the key is me learning to find a key, literally a note and stick it with it and building off of that. And I'm learning so much dope stuff, but it ain't giving me the results. And I'm like, man, I thought this was the key. And I'm watching the videos and the tempo, ladies and gentlemen. The tempo. What is the tempo, man? We might not even get a break this podcast. I'm going to let y'all ride it out on this one, man. We ain't giving no cuts or nothing. The tempo, ladies and gentlemen. The tempo. What is the tempo? So, beats per minute. And mind you, I've learned all of this just looking for the answer to try to see if music was something I was going to do. Beats per minute, right? Like, so, I mean, I don't even know how to... How to Let's do DMX. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Okay, so play that in your head, right? Now, behind the scene, it's going one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Or actually, whatever it is. Stop. 
But what I tell people to help them understand it is like in every hip hop song, there's that snare. You might not even hear it. Our ears might be used to it, but it's used to keep time. Like it might be stop. It was a snare in the background, man. Y'all listen to the music, man, and, and, and catch that snare. But that's counting a place for the person making the music behind the scenes, not only for them, but for our ear. You know, and this is stuff I have learned because I'm looking for my answer. But long story short, the tempo. So a lot of the tempo on these songs, when you see it in maybe regular time or on a billboard or something like that, the beats per minute on it be like 75 to 80 from my knowledge. Or really, I'm not even going to say from my knowledge, from the right knowledge, because I'm counting beats, I'm counting bars, I'm counting steps from my knowledge and what I know from studying music theory, as well as steps and all of this stuff that I went through. I know that that's the tempo that's being played. So I'm looking at these people, all these people who are showing these beat things, and I'm looking like, why is all they tempo at like 140? Why is all they tempo at 120? Like, I don't watch like 50 videos and everybody making a hip-hop beat, nobody has been under 100 beats per minute. And it's really been under 120. So at that time, my brain clicked, you guys, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm excited about this because um, it's going to be more content coming from y'all, but my brain clicks. Now I know what to search. Double time. What is double time? Ladies and gentlemen. Basically, because I had done too much re uh, research, it wasn't patient willingly, even though life forced me to be patient to get me to somewhere better. I never caught that. And I have made beats with plenty of other producers. And it was too hard for me to find this for it. To, so it's either something that's like known and understood or... People aren't thinking to ask it because I eventually found it once I knew what I was referring to, which is double time. Man, when I tell you them little things that I was cramming in the four bars when I was saying like I couldn't express myself musically, I was right subconsciously because now that I switched on the double time and up my tempo, it was just like something clicked. So ladies and gentlemen, in layman's terms, the key to patience or to having more patience is realizing the knowledge that is obtained during that time of patience. Patience is a double victory. If you're waiting for something to, you know, have some type of resolution, you're getting experience because not only are you going through it, but you're finding out more about it. And a lot of times when we don't know how to exhibit patience, the key to it is realizing that what you're really doing is acquiring more knowledge. You're acquiring more intel. On what that is that you have desire and passion about it, which ultimately, whether whether or not you obtain it, you're going to be knowledgeable and feel sure about it. I.e., if you want a car and it takes you two years to, to save up because you can't get a better job, and then you find out that that car had 53 defects in that two years, I guarantee you, you'll be happy you waited. We have to understand the knowledge that comes from patience, and that is the key to patience. And with me... I just started, like I said earlier, crying because as I realized what I'm going to talk about and incorporate impatience, I realized like how much knowledge I had really obtained on it, how much better I really am at making beats because life, I'm sorry, God forced me to be patient until I found out that one thing about the tempo and it made me that much better.
So the key to patience is understanding the knowledge that is obtained during that time. Just think about that. So the next time something doesn't go your way immediately or you pray to God and you don't get it immediately, keep in mind that you're obtaining more intel and knowledge about whatever it is you desire and that can't hurt you at all. Like I can't think off the top of my head and again, off the top of my head, a situation where somebody was like, you know what? I really rushed into that one and it worked out perfectly. It couldn't have gotten any better. I could have waited two years and it still wouldn't have turned out this good. It don't happen like that. I mean, let's look at right now and I'm going to leave y'all with this. We're in the middle of COVID. We're in a rush to go back to work, not being patient. And what happens? Because everybody is, is antsy and, and, and just anxious. What happens? The numbers start going up. Because we don't understand it because we're impatient. We want to get back to it before we truly have an understanding and intel on what's going on. Knowledge is what you gain from patience, and that is the key. The key to patience is the knowledge you will gain, ladies and gentlemen, all right? I'm going to leave y'all with that. Yo, I gave y'all one seg all the way through because, as you can see, I was able to talk about it because it's something I'm really passionate about. It's something I'm very, very, very passionate about, and, you know... Just the next time you feel like you've waited long enough or maybe God didn't answer your prayer or maybe that you deserve something and you don't understand why it's not coming to you, just remember the knowledge that's being obtained from patience because, again, I'm all about double points and nothing else. You learn discipline to be able to go without. You learn if it's a need or a want. It's so much that can be obtained from the time that comes in between being patient, even if it's somebody who's you know, difficult to deal with. If you're patient with them, eventually they're going to get to their story and you're going to be like, oh, that's why you, oh, okay. So, yo, I just ask y'all to do that. And again, you don't got to do it in every situation, but there's tons of situations where you can be patient. And again, patience is different because you choose to. And here's the thing. You're going to be patient in life regardless. Whether life makes you be patient, which we might call circumstances, or you choose to be patient. You might as well choose to be patient and practice it so that when circumstances don't go your way, you're going to be able to wait it out and get sleep at night while you're waiting for that thing to happen. All right? Yo, I appreciate y'all rocking with me, man. I felt like I was long-winded. I tried to keep it short, but it was something I'm passionate about. I'm pretty sure y'all think it's a dope content, dope story. Yo, until next week, check me out. All platforms, Medicine Ball LS3 medicineballls3.com like subscribe and share yo by the way new beats coming soon man like i already have the beats but it's like people want the beats so it's just like i rather sell the beats than to just throw them on my i don't know beats coming soon i love y'all i appreciate y'all rocking with me yo until we meet again stay up be positive be nice to someone love as many people as possible i love you i believe in you you got this till we meet again yeah yeah